Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shitty Cowboys. I am your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. And real quick, before we get started, I wanted to just hop in real quick and let you all know that um, this is a bi-weekly Twitch stream, in case you didn't know that. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern until 8 p.m. Eastern. This is our very first ever episode right here that you're about to listen to, which means it was our first night total. We are going to be releasing this every two weeks right here on Wednesdays on this podcast stream. And it is just the entire two hour or so live stream of the Twitch. Uh, We do some minimal editing to it, but not perfectly. So I do apologize for that. But it's still highly listenable, still very good quality. It's just not the same level that we edit our other shows and our other podcasts because this is a Twitch stream. If you enjoy this content and you want to hear any more of our content, you can go over to MajesticGoose.com and check out all the shows there. We have got Halfway to Heroes, One Shot Onslaught, Dice Talk, and Roll for Weird. Check them all out. And if you're enjoying this content from this series, then you need to go get the Wranglers of West Hollow from DriveThroughRPG.com. Uh, it is the supplement book and the setting guide that I'm using for this, and it is fantastic, well worth the money. Go and grab that today. And with that, I hope you enjoy some shitty cowboys. Everybody and welcome to Shitty Cowboys. Sean, your hat looks fucking hilarious with that backdrop. Welcome everybody again to Shitty Cowboys. If you don't know what this is, we are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but cowboy mode. Sean, your screen is fucking up real bad, but I kind of like it. Um, So uh, this kind of spawned from our Extra Life charity stream a couple months back where... Uh, these two jambalaya, or not, Jerunda's not really jambalaya pentagrams. He may convince you all otherwise within the next two hours, but, uh, Jerundu and Sean both played, uh, Red Dead Redemption and they were role playing as their characters. And it was a pretty big hit. And then we found a Western themed, uh, Dungeons and Dragons setting. So we thought, what better thing to do than to reprise their roles as Sean Marston and jambalaya Pendergrass. That's right, Jamalai Pendergrass. Uh, Remember the name. And play some uh, two-player Dungeons & Dragons. So um, that's how we're all here. If you're curious about what uh, adventure setting we're using that I've mentioned, uh, you can type in um, exclamation point West Hollow because we're trying to get fancy and we're trying to set up a chat bot. So there's a couple different things we are going to be uh, posting throughout the uh, the night where you can see some new commands we have added. Um, I think I'll go ahead and we will have uh, both of you guys just introduce your characters. Any kind of backstory you want to give them? What? I don't know. Uh, we'll start with Jerundu because I think Jerundu's All right, been well, uh, working on his for a while. My name is Jim Pendergrass. I 
done lived in the woods for many years. Uh, tried to try my hand at brewing, but uh, as a legitimate businessman, I never did make too much money. I mainly went back into the woods and brewed it some shine. Got myself busted. I've hunted it, hunted them big animals out in the in the, in the woods and in critters environments and ripped off their skins and sold them. Uh, you know, I'm real good and out in there in the wilds. One time I bit a rattlesnake. I crept up on him real good and I sunk my teeth right into him. They don't expect it, you see. You know, snakes, there's always hissing and rattling around there, thinking they's real tough like, but if you, you get the drop on one, you bite him real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Sean Marston, you also need some random uh, backstory piece of information we would never know. <laughs> Mm. Oh, give me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! We're losing everything. What happened? Sean's gone. He got vaporized. What tarnation's going on with that boy? You get your ass back in the chair, Sean. Hello, hello, hello. It's still working. Yeah, hold on. I can (laughs) hear you. Two seconds. Can you? He can't hear us. Two seconds. So we can make up his own backstory all we want now. <laughs> Got himself all horse okay. goggles. Headphones unplugged. There we go. Can you hear us now? Yes. Boy went plumb deaf mm. for a moment there. Mm. Well, I just, uh, my name's Sean Marson. I, um, uh, I work really hard so I can eat an uh, Uncle Herschel's breakfast every day. Mm hmm. That's about it. I heard they got them good preserves. They do. All natural. <laughs> so uh, we start tonight off with you all on um, your horses. Uh, what's John Belias' horse's name? Hollywood. What is Sean Marson's horse's name? I don't. I don't know if you were going to go with that, but it was originally Ubo. Yeah, the stream it was Ubo. Um, dude, Sean, you're. Your background is. <laughs> What's it doing? Well, it, my hat's just popping in and out. No, I mean your whole face is kind of popping in and out a little bit. Oh, is it? Uh, not your face. Everything it? except your face. Um, I don't think it's uh, too. As long as it's not too distracting, it should be good. Uh, John, <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> um, so we've got uh Ubo and Hollywood for the horse names. Um, you all are just out. Strolling along the uh, the Wild West of, um, I think the setting is technically supposed to still be in like Faerun, but cowboy Faerun. Um, so I don't know if you all had any destination in mind, or if you all are just wandering about looking for some some land to settle on, or you guys could give me that. I think we're mainly just looking for work, you know, honest work. Trying to be a legitimate businessman. Got a lot of transferable skills. I know how to use a lasso and a knife. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of a good job for that. And I, lasso and knife. I don't know what job has those two I'm, really high up on there. Some kind of outdoorsy wrangler type of job here. Or serial killer. <laughs> those two. <laughs> well, if the money's good. <laughs> we'll take it. 
Uh, so as you two are uh, wandering around, it's just this wide, vast uh, stretch of plains, you know, much like you see in the old Western movies. It's um, it's really dry, hot out here. That's maybe why John Belia doesn't have a shirt on. Um, and uh, it's been it's been a few hours. I don't know if you two are very talkative while you all are just riding along. You ever uh, two of you? You ever seen a coyote? Creep up on a, a deer, bite it real good on the on the groin. That's how they bring them down. You get one. I don't think so. I've never never seen uh, that. Well, you, you know, when you're living in nature, you see these kind of things. You know, when you see a coyote, he goes on creeping up. When you get the alpha coyote, he's the one who does the groin biting, and the other coyotes they hang it hang back in the scrub like, all quiet like, and they wait for the alpha coyote. Mm. He goes yip yip, gets in there. He goes bang. Mm. Hollywood, calm down, Hollywood. It's all right. There ain't no real coyotes. <clears throat> and then he bites him. Mm. And then the, the deer, he goes, rah, rah. he can't t- can't stand the pain in his groin, you see. And then the rest of them, they come up and they get him. Valuable lessons mm-hmm. you can learn from nature, boy. You stick with me. I'll show you a thing or two. Sound good, Jim. That's right. Mm. Is that a town? Uh-huh. <laughs> No, I kind of want to hear some more uh, Jambalaya uh, words of wisdom, but no, uh, unfortunately, as soon as you finish your coyote uh, buckyballing story, you see a pair of identical looking male gnomes that are seated atop this. It's a bright pink stagecoach uh, drawn by these mechanical looking horses, um, and they're arguing over this small device that they're kind of, you know, tugging back and forth and... As they're pulling this device back and forth, you see that the stagecoach is rapidly changing colors from pink to green, yellow, and they seem to be really distracted in this argument and this tug of war as you see these two huge tumbleweeds go blowing past the stagecoach, and as soon as they uh, kind of you know walk in the uh, the path that they just tumbled upon, the stagecoach or the um, the tumble weeds stop just with like out of nowhere stop dead center turn and go flying back towards the stagecoach. Um, how about you both roll me a survival check? I think that would be cool. All right. <laughs> Where am I at with that survival? Ooh, plus six. Jeez. Yeah, um, so while they're, both, while they're both rolling, I will mention uh, Sean Marston is a level five fighter, um, the gunslinger fighter, and John Belaya is a level four fighter with one level in ranger. So that's what we're working with for them too. So yeah, that was a, that was a seventeen for me. Why is he level four? Because I took well, one and then level he's got ranger. one level in ranger. So oh, he got five levels total. I only got four fighter. <laughs> gotcha. Sean, what'd you get? Uh, 12. 12. Okay. Um, Sean Morrison, even you would probably notice this. Uh, you would notice it to be out of the ordinary because, you know, you can lick your finger, put it up in the air. You don't feel any wind at all. It is very dry right now. Uh, the wind is very stagnant. So these tumbleweeds just stopping and just completely changing direction and going back towards the stagecoach, it, it's not due to wind at all. It's, um, it's got to be something else entirely. It's uh, not natural. 
but these mm. uh, these two gnomes are just no no blue blue no red red. Uh, they are very. They do not see these two giant tumbleweeds weeds coming right at them. Say, fellers, why don't you quit your tugging and look over at yon tumbleweeds? He's coming right at you. As soon as you say that, and they look up towards you all, both tumbleweeds slam into the stagecoach, knock it on its side, and the two gnomes uh, roll off of it, off the top of it. And um, the tumbleweeds you can now see that are, they're like stuck to the side, like sticky. And you see some tendrils coming out of them. Um, Both of you roll me an arcana check. See if you can tell what these things are. I don't hold no trouble with no magic. (laughs) We have a look. Want to know about from Sunday school? I got a 13. 13, okay. That's good. (laughs) Eight. Uh, Sean Morrison, you think these are just really mean ass tumbleweeds? Um, Jambalaya, <laughs> you know that these are actually mimics. You've never seen any, uh, tumbleweed mimics before, but this looks like two giant windswept tumbleweed mimics. Well, I'll tell you what, Sean, these sure ain't, sure shit ain't no regular tumbleweeds. I reckon these mimics. Mm, you sure, boy? That's right. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm 100% sure. Two thousand. They look like tumbleweed to me. Well, they look like tumbleweeds, but that's because these mimics. That's what they do. We got to make like the coyote and go straight for them balls, boy. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, uh, one more thing. So we're going to roll initiative. Sounds like you guys are going to go fight these uh, tumbleweeds. Um, <laughs> but wait, I'm, how big are these? I think I under missed, underestimated the size. Um, how big? They are. So, mimics are supposed to be medium sized, so like, uh, it could be like a five foot, uh, oh, ball of tumbleweed. tumbleweed. It's still pretty big. Um, the module says large, but I think it might just be like, I, I don't know, I think that it might just be a turn of phrase, calling them large. Mm. But we're, we're gonna say that they're both about five foot in diameter, but they definitely have enough force behind them to be able to topple a stage co- coach. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and roll a bunch of initiatives. I'm going to roll two. I'll, I'll roll one. I'm going to roll one initiative. Oh, not good. That is a six. Plus one. Seven. What did Jambalaya get? It's a 15 plus three and 18. What did Lord Sean... Or, not Lord Sean... What did Sean Marson get? <laughs> who the, 11. Who the hell is Lord Sean Snow putting on airs up in here? <laughs> Um, so just, uh, before we get into the actual combat, um, I know that their cover art both has them having guns. They do not yet have guns. The fiction of this world is that guns aren't really a thing yet, maybe. Uh, so at the moment, you all will have whatever else you have but your guns. And you might have like a, like a crossbow or something or a bow, um, you just don't have your actual guns that we have set up for you guys on D&D Beyond yet. But Jambalaya, you are first. I'm going to uh, lasso me one of these here uh, mimic weeds. Or at least try. So, for the purposes of this game, uh, lasso is a net using the standard 5e rules. So, get some, boy. That's uh, 24. 
<laughs> yep, that hits. What exactly does your lasso do again? All right. So, uh, like mechanical-wise? So a large or smaller creature hit by a lasso is restrained until it is freed. A lasso has no effect on creatures that are formless, or creatures that are huge or larger. Creature can use this action to make a DC-10 strength check freeing itself or another creature within its reach on a success. Dealing five slashing damage to the lasso also frees the creature without harming it. I want to add one, um, one, one note to lassos other that nets don't have is I want to give you the option if you want to be able to pull it on your same turn, let's say 10 feet closer to you. All right. Well, you don't have to do the whole 10 feet if you want. You could do five feet, do 10 feet. Um, I have to be within 15 feet of it anyway to use it. <laughs> so Okay. So, yeah, we'll say that you can't pull something the whole 15 feet in one turn towards you, but we can say you can choose to pull it something 5 or 10 feet closer if right. you want. Well, why not pull this thing 10 feet closer? Okay, so now it's um, like 5 feet away from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not right up on you. Uh, You got any bonus actions? Um, Nope. If I use the uh, lasso, I don't get any other attacks. Okay. Uh, Sean Marson, what do you got for this uh, tumbleweed? Mm, I'm going to go over there and stab it. <laughs> get the you some that, of that tumbleweed, uh, Sean. Go on, boy. I'm going to get him. Get him. <laughs> the one that Jambalaya uh, lassoed, because that one would be restrained. That's right. Okay, so you would have advantage on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch this. Come on, boy. Okay. <laughs> what am I rolling? Um, you're Un- nice. Dagger. Yes. Uh, Restrained uh, attack rolls have advantage. Um, so, yeah, you will have advantage on this. Did that work? I'm not in anywhere to see your roll, so you'll have to tell me your yes. roll. Yes, you're in roll twenty. Crit. I couldn't find, I couldn't find the roll twenty, so I'm not in it. Nope, I'm not in it. Twenty five. A crit? <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, what's the damage on that? You get to roll double the damage dice. I think you're. It says piercing seven. Whatever um, that means. I'm unfamiliar with this character. Yeah, I, I kind of added a couple things to their characters. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up real quick, and I'll let you know. Um, so, dagger be D4 plus your uh, dex bonus. So you get to roll two D4s, though. <laughs> What's my dex bonus? Let's see here. Plus three. So that's a big eight. Eight. Damn, son. Not bad. (laughs) Mm, We like that dagger, boy. You stepped that thing real good. Right. (laughs) And my pocket knife. (laughs) Is that a folder? That's real good. Real good quality. Nice. Um, Next up are mimics. Unless uh, Sean Marston has a a bonus action. Can you make two attacks yet, Sean Marston? You might be able to. Probably. Yeah. First I bought off there. I can. The second one is a 21. So and, I wasn't and, sure. And roll it with advantage on that because you might get two crits back to back. Who knows? Oh boy. <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah. Go on, boy. Give him, stick him again. It stick, looks, him, stick him it again, looks, Sean. 16. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, so it'll be a regular, so 1d4 plus 3. Sean looks like he's wearing a beanie sometimes when it edits <laughs> out the side of his hat. It looks like a, a weird beanie. You got one of them straw beanies. Mm, another five damage in this bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mimic's turn. So that one is going to just kind of ride around and try to break free. Um, and it's got a plus three to strength. Ooh, a 17 plus 3, a dirty 20. Check this out. Uh, so that one just uh, bursts free. It actually like shrinks down a little bit and like uh, drops below the lasso and then kind of grows back a little bit. Um, so that's its whole turn. The other one is going to slap at Sean Marston, the one hitting its buddy. How did um, I know so this? Sean Marston, that is going to be a plus 5. Uh, 13 total. 13. Damn. Damn, son. What's your armor class? Surely you're... Oh, 13. You said 13. I thought you meant 13. I was going to say, surely surely your armor class is better than 13. 14, 14, not much better. Yeah. (laughs) You got to get you one of these here chainmail ponchos. Oh, man. Dang it. Yeah, it... um, You can actually... It's so close that you can actually feel it, like, brush past you. And uh, this tendril feels super fucking sticky um, as it goes past you, but just barely misses you. Um, at that point, the two gnomes that toppled off the top uh, stand up, and they run into the top of the tipped-over stagecoach and sh- shutter the doors. Uh, and then we're back up to Jambalaya. Well, I guess I'll uh, mm, get him, boy. I guess I'll get in there with my knife, try and finish this feather <laughs> off. What are we looking at here? Uh, plus six to hit. Yeah. That's a 23. Yes, I is. assume that does the job. All right. <laughs> and that's uh, six, big old six damage there. Six damage. Is that the one that uh, Sean Morris has been attacking? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that one's starting to look... Um, uh, we'll say that it looks bloody. Uh, so we'll say not bloody. We'll say that it, you've been like chopping away like bits of this tumbleweed. What the fuck is tumbleweed made out of? Just like weed. Clues <laughs> in the name there, son. <laughs> you've been like cutting away at it, and it looks like you're kind of like um, uh, like hedging it a little bit, and it's not growing back. So it's like about half the size of what it started as. And I now have disadvantage on my next next dice roll. Thank you, Lynn. Um, <laughs> you've only got one attack, right, Drundu? Since That's you right, since I took a level of ranger. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's this one's looking pretty bad. It does look about half the size. Uh, Sean Marston, you are up next. Mm, I'm gonna go for him on my knife again, boy. Mm. Sticking good, Sean. Go and get him. I'm gonna get him. I don't think I even need to be here. I think you guys could just talk with each other and it would be stream worthy. Why did it not work? Get them like the coyotes do, Sean. Get them around the balls. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention the big mimic balls on this thing. Big pendulous mimic balls. You gotta get them. More than 15 more. Mm. Uh, 15 does indeed hit, yes. Right in them nuts. Mm. 
<laughs> Five piercing damage. Five piercing damage. Oh, I forgot that my kids are watching upstairs until they go to sleep. <laughs> That's okay. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that... As soon as you stab into that, Sean Marston, uh, this one shifts out of the tumbleweed form, kind of unsticks from the uh, stagecoach, and it's this big blob of this gray-brown ooze now, just kind of slurping around towards you. Look out, Sean, it's a shit monster. Mm, I don't like it, boy. This shit monster is going to again. Uh, I'm, I, can I run? <laughs> oh wait, you got two attacks. Dang it! I keep forgetting about that. You guys need to uh, remind me that we've got that because um, I must just. Yeah, you want me to stab it again? Yeah, stick it more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Stick it more. <laughs> Nineteen and six piercing damage. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, uh, after that first strike, it shifted into this big mass of ooze, and you just uh, slice up and take off one of its, um, like, pseudopod tendrils. Um, What's it going to try? Okay, so it's going to take a different tendril, slap it out towards you, plus five. Fourteen plus five, nineteen. So, I know that your armor class is pretty low, 14. 14, Um, you hit me. It's going to do seven points of bludgeoning damage. And as soon as it hits you on the top of your head and it reaches back, it's got you stuck to it. And by the head, by that cowboy hat. Help me, vinegar ass. Help me. I'm a coming shot, boy. So it's got your your cowboy hat, but you've got it got it tied like this, so you're getting hung by your cowboy <laughs> okay. hat. Uh, so you're up in the air, about five feet up in the air, and takes seven points of damage. Um, next up is the other one. The other one that still looks like a tumbleweed is going to roll a little bit towards Jambalaya, and you see some of the grass peel apart, and you see a row two rows of sharpened teeth as this thing tries to bite you. Mm. 19 plus 5. Well, that'll do the job. I was I would hope so. <laughs> um Oh, shoot. Uh so that is uh it chomps down, you take 7 piercing damage. Ah, must be one of them there. And then you carnivorous feel, plants. Yeah, and as soon as it bites into your arm, your arm starts to feel not quite right. It's like feeling like tingly and numb a little bit. Ah. You're going to take 4 acid damage. Oh, it gave me the itis. Yeah. Jambalaya, it's your turn. Well, go stab it. <laughs> we need to get you guys no, your I'm guns. I'm going to get my boy. I'm get my boy first. I'm going to try and uh, cut him down. <laughs> We're just going to stab everything. Until <laughs> <laughs> we get guns. No, Jambalaya has a hammer, too. I do have a claw hammer. Get him with that claw, boy. All right. I'll switch up. I'm <laughs> him with a hammer. <laughs> you leave my boy alone. It's a 23. <laughs> That's going to hit, yeah. Six damage. Six bludgeoning damage. Oh, that uh, you slam into that one. 
Oh shoot! I forgot I was supposed to have disadvantage on that attack against Chalmar. Oh, okay. We'll uh, we'll do my next roll. Uh, you smash into it, and you hit like right where the uh those rows of teeth on this big uh globby one mm-hmm. is this gooey one, and you smush it down. Your hammer goes all the way down to the ground, and then from the point of impact to the ground, all the way up its body and up to its tendrils, it's just all suspense in air for a moment and it just drops flat and it, into like a pool on the ground of liquid that's right sean morrison just hits the ground it's, he's only like four feet up so it's not uh any damage or anything you're but, all right you uh, big he falls, baby he falls on his butt though <laughs> oh man funny. i hurt my ass a <laughs> little bit of a sore ass never you- hurt nobody you get yourself up there and you fight them tumbleweeds we'll get them tumbleweeds we'll good sean morrison you've got the next one it's your turn. This one is still uh, the uh, tumbleweed. Wait, it's my turn? Yeah. Yeah. And he just killed mm-hmm. that one. I'm going to spend my turn massaging my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Let's go. I'm going to spend my turn massaging that ass. <laughs> Don't you worry about that boy. <laughs> I'm going to stab him two times. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Oh, the first one's going to be a miss. It was a seven. Yeah, they don't have a lot of armor, but they've got more than a seven. Eleven? Uh, nope. That's going to miss two. My you ass just is hurting. Missed it by one. That's my. Yeah, excuse. you're too distracted by your ass as you're just like trying to stab at this thing. Um, that and like the tumbleweed is like just like peeling apart everywhere you're trying to stab. Um, it's its turn. Um, it's got a taste for jambalaya now. <laughs> Jambalaya, crawfish pie, filet combo. Come on, it come on, is, get your supper, boy. <laughs> it is going to. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's going to reach out some of its tumbleweed grass at your ankle and try to grab on and pull you up like it did to uh, Sean Marston. Alright. Mm, 12 plus 5. 17. Yeah, that does it. Uh, so again, uh, se- 7 points of damage as it grabs you by the ankle and now it's holding you upside down. It's your turn. <laughs> Help me! I'm coming, boy. My ass don't hurt, so... <laughs> Carnivorous plants got me. Uh, I'm just going to be <laughs> trying to hit it with the hammer while I'm suspended upside down. Uh, oh, so that's you will a- have disadvantage. <laughs> oh, disadvantage, that's a goddamn crit. Fuck. Oh, I was supposed to have disadvantage on attacking you. Well, never mind. Can you two Again. help me? Can you two help me? Because I haven't used my disadvantage yet. It's all right. What will be, will be. That's a uh, 18. 18. Okay, you will hit it. All yes. right. That's another full six points of damage with the light hammer. So you're hanging upside down just wailing on it with your hammer or your dagger? No, with the hammer. Hammer, okay. That's what I had oh, in my that's hand. A, that's a good chunk of damage you got there. There's full, full damage. Nice. Uh, Sean Marston, you see your buddy hanging upside down by his ankles. Um, mm. I'm going to stab it twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good boy. You stick him good. We'll get you guys guns eventually. <laughs> Uh, 
And I will remember to use that disadvantage, I promise. 13 and a 16. Both hit. Yes. Both 7 damage. Whoa. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I got, boy. They don't beat me off taking my boy up in there. Yeah, like right. that. You stick this thing really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you sever the the uh, grass that's holding up Jambalaya, and Jambalaya will fall to the ground. Um, probably, My yeah, hurts head a little bit. His <laughs> hat falls off his head. Um, Is there a bandana it, under there? Yeah, that's right. Because otherwise, this letter is sure going to stick it to my head. <laughs> um, and as you do uh, that, the uh, the point the of mimic inspiration turns <laughs> the mimic turns from that grass back to that uh kind of pool of just like brown purple gray uh liquid but it, it's not like the the liquid yet it's still kind of the goo at the moment but it looks bad is what that means uh but it's mimic turn um the mimic sensing that it's uh, definitely bit off a little bit more than it could chew. It uh, tries to turn into a horse, but because you all have chopped up so much of its goo, it turns into like a mini pony. So instead of it being like a, I know ponies are only, you know, three feet high or whatever. This thing's like one foot high. Just a, It's kind of cute, honestly. And it tries to gallop away. So you guys could both get a um, opportunity of attack for this. <laughs> exactly. For this, cute, cute, <laughs> for this cute, cute pony. Uh, we'll try and lasso this thing. We can sell him, boy. Ooh, that's a uh, two plus eight, ten. Ten. Ten's going to miss it. I'm going to try and lasso him, too. Good okay, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a lasso off. What's the, what, wait, what's the lasso roll? I don't even know. Is is it a dex modifier? So uh, roll yeah. a d twenty, Sean, mm-hmm. and add What's your d- dex modifier. It's a plus three, I believe. It's a oh, modifier as well, so it's proficiency bonus too. So got it. Mine's just, it's the same as for your gun, basically. Sixteen. Sixteen. You're gonna get it. <laughs> uh, you lasso this little cute pony and. Uh, keep it tethered to you as it's like trying to run away and it's got this lasso around it. Uh, Jambalaya, it's your turn. I'm going to jump on this little thing and stab it up some. <laughs> My time to move sticking. <laughs> oh, that's a critical fail. Well, you have advantage though. All right. Because it's restrained. That ain't too much better. That's an eight plus an eight. six. Fourteen. <laughs> 14? 14 total. Oh, yes. shoot. 14 will hit, actually. All right. Yep. Uh, you seven. stab into this cute, cute pony. Seven pony stabbing damage. And you, you <laughs> fucking kill it so hard. <laughs> but as soon as you stab it, it's not anything gruesome or anything, and it's not like you're really killing a pony because the pony turns into that uh, blue-brown, uh, gray... Um, ooze puddle and drops to the floor. Just now, like this whole ground around you all is just soaked uh, with that gray color marking it in the sand. Um, that uh, weird carriage that you all were by is still tipped over on side. The mechanical horses that were pulling it are still upright, standing there, like ready to pull it, but the carriage itself is on its side. 
You boys in there are still alive? Uh, a couple moments go by, and then you see the lid uh, pop open. And uh, they were twins. They were identical twins. Um, you see one of the rock gnomes poke its head out, and it's got a little car- cowboy hat, too. Uh, says, did, did y'all get it? <laughs> we stuck them real good, them tumbleweed mimic things. Yeah, they're dead now. Real good. Uh, they both they both come out now from the top of the um, the stagecoach and walk around and uh, kind of like a look around and address the whole situation. Well, um, tarnations. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I keep forgetting. I don't have to do that anymore now that we're outside of West Hollow. Um, I think it's good luck. We ran into you two. Um. Do y'all mind helping us lift this back up? Well, sure. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Where are you fellas headed Okay, to? so... Come on. Spill the beans now. Well, um... I, I here am, uh... I am Barnabas. This here's my twin brother, Beagle. Barnabas. Beagle. Barnabas and Beagle Rustgear. Rustgear. And, uh, we're from... Day. We're from the town of West Hollow. Oh yeah, and we 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 fled West Hollow looking for some adventurers to come and help us take the town back over from um, Quick Clank McCrank. Quick Clank McCrank was he yeah, some kind I of mean, chronic masturbator? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it it's kind of a long story. Um, if y'all don't mind, we could uh we could uh. Tie up the horses to the state, uh, the carriage, and we could head into town. We could explain the whole situation on the way. All right, you've got some kind of fancy medical man up in town. We took a couple injuries from uh, fighting off them tumbleweed things. Yeah, we got some medics, some doctors, but um, not not like the best of anything. Well, but. I don't know, just some herbs and a good back rub probably sort us out real nice. Gun, sure, of course, some kind no of moonshine, problem. something like that. But anyway, anyhow, I was fixing to get your wagon started, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. If, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much help us two are going to be, but if you two could maybe, we could, you two could either muscle it up or maybe like tie it to your horses and have it pull, have them pull it up. Hollywood, he's a, he's a strong boy, dumb, but strong. He can pull things real good. What about them iron horses you got there? Are you any we good could for, use them too. Yeah, pulling? of course. That's right. Well, Allow me to introduce myself. Name's Jambalaya Pendergrass. And this here's my associate. Nice. He's my partner. And through life and these dusty roads that we travel, Sean mm-hmm. Marston. You, that's right, that's right. Sean mm-hmm. Marston. Uh, nice to meet you both. And they both uh, stick their hands up. Uh, they're only about like three feet tall, like two and a half feet tall. Just lean on um, the subtle. <laughs> <laughs> um... So if we are indeed uh, going to tie up the stagecoach to the horses, let's do um, a slide of hand check to tie some ropes onto the horses. All righty. Ain't sure I'm too good at that, but let's find out. Mm, I'm going to do bowling. <laughs> Where are my skills at? There we go. Plus three, baby. Slide of hand. Fourteen, man. Mm. Plus three. All right. Mm. 
keep rolling it off the table. There we go. That's a 14 plus 3, 17. Yeah, uh, you all uh, tie up these really good knots to uh, the horse's saddles and to the stagecoach. And all four of the horses, the two mechanical ones and then uh, Hollywood and Ubo, are able to uh, kind of mush it and walk it up and stand up the stagecoach upright. Um, yeah, so if if you all uh, tie your horses on up there with the uh, the two mechanical ones, uh, we can all head into the stagecoach because we are going to need to smuggle you two into the town. Why? Because there are no visitors at this moment. Uh, Quick Clink McCrank has locked the whole town down. Mm, you keep talking about this fella. What is he, some kind of... What, what is he? Well, uh, he is an invention from Omos. Uh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. We do not need to speak in that kind of accent anymore. Uh, it's What's hard wrong to with this kind of accent? Oh, you, you say not you talk funny? Carry it, you two carry it so well. Um, it is just not natural coming from us. All right. Um, well, I guess I'll let that one slide. But, um, yeah, here, let's go ahead and uh, they're kind of getting the, the <coughs> two mechanical horses back tied onto the stage court coach. Uh, it, it, it's like about an hour's ride, so we can we can have all the chit-chat in the in the stagecoach here on the way. We'll right. uh, smuggle you two in. So after you all get your horses and the mechanical horses tied up, uh, kind of in like a two-by-two, two, uh, we'll have the mechanical horses in the front, then Hollywood and Ubo behind them, and then the stagecoach. Um, so now we will be riding inside of the MS Paint. Uh, <laughs> so they, they talk about the MS Paint a little bit. Um, they say, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know if you noticed it, but, um, this stagecoach is another one of our moss inventions. It's, uh, you're able to change whatever color you want. And, uh, they're cycling through the colors now with that little remote that they had, uh, and they, they ended up on blue. Mm. Okay. So back to matters on hand. Quick clink McCrank is an invention of our moss. So. She made these lead spitter pistols uh, and and weapons that she calls lead spitters that they shoot these metal rounds out. Uh, We just call them guns, but uh, it's a new thing. She was trying to get them to take off in the town of West Hollow. Nobody was really paying any attention to her, probably because we're a small folk. We're the only three small folk in the whole town, and nobody really takes us three serious at all. That's all kinds of wrong. That's where we've been saying Little folk got big ideas. The big, my ma's the best. Did you see the MS paint? Yeah, real impressive. Real nice. Nicest wagon I ever did see. That's um, that's what we've been saying. Nobody even thought that this thing would take off if we made them in, like, in bulk. Um, So, so my ma invented uh, Quick Clank McCrank. And she made this clockwork fellow to you know show off the pistols um and she thought that if she gave him a little bit of a personality he could spice things up he could really sell these things and really show their potential um but unfortunately i don't think she should have given that thing that a personality because it just took it to a whole nother level 
stole all my mom's gear, fled town for a couple weeks, came back with an army of these uh, clockwork creations, and now they're running around West Hollow. They've they've made it look like some facade of a town. It's everything's all wooden. They've got wooden saloons. They've got these. It, it looks like something from the Wild West, and they're they're making everybody speak in certain accents they are making everybody wear and they kind of eye over your guys's cowboy hats and gear sound pretty good to me though yeah i reckon a fella <laughs> yeah. could get real at home real cozy like in a place like west Hatter. <laughs> yeah honestly i think you two might fit in real well i, I was i was gonna i was thinking we we're gonna have to find you two like some disguises and stuff but i mean <laughs> it looks like it's real fortuitous that we came your way boy <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's I, it must be our luck, but um, but anyway, so uh, quick click McCrank, yeah, he's got uh his clockwork cronies kind of like walking the town, making sure everybody is act like there's it's all staged. Um, you'll see when we get in what we're talking about, but we've been trying to you know stage a coup against quick click McCrank, uh, take back over West Hollow, but we obviously can't just us and. I think you two might just be the two we need. We're needing towns needing you two. All right. Well, I always did consider myself a hero. I learned a lot mm. about nature and plight and life in general. You know, you, you fancy town folk, you lose the ways of the nature, and you forget about how coyotes can bite a deer in the balls and how bears can fist fight for money. You ever see a gator wear pants like a man? No, no, I don't think I have. Well, you ain't been in nature long enough, boy. You got all soft living in them towns. Got your clockwork horse. <laughs> <laughs> Real difficult to keep a straight face when you boys laughing like that. <laughs> Making me lose my place in my story. But anyway, I see that <laughs> I see them gators wearing pants like moving around like real city folks and they smoking cigars and talking about stocks and I don't understand it myself. I think them city folks they got them weird ways. Gators belong Where in the bio. Where does their legs go? What? Where's their legs go? Through the pant legs. Where's the tail go? <laughs> They got like a little escape hatch in the back of their pants. Do they have belts? Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, it depends on the gator. And real fancy gators got like gold belt buckles and, and such. Where'd they get those? I don't know, belt buckle store. <laughs> Every city folks got all kinds of stores. We got one store in town I grew up in. Buy John Tobacco. And you get your uh, knives and <laughs> some beef jerky. And those are the three things you buy. So no belt buckles in that one. Nope. I made this here belt buckle I'm wearing out of deer antler and dirt. <laughs> How's the dirt stay on it? Well, you got to spit on it real good. You, That's mud. You've been chawing up some of that there back in, and you spit it on the ground there, and you mix it all together, and it sets real hard like a like a resin. <laughs> That's mud, sir. Cement. What? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was spitting. 
<laughs> Turns into uh, a cement. Uh, so you you all can look out the the windows of the the stagecoach, but even even so, like even looking out of the windows, you guys can all see um, just from looking into the stagecoach earlier. You know that you really can't see into the windows of the stagecoach, even though you you two can see out. And um, the surrounding region becomes progressively more of this arid scrubland. And the closer you get to the town of West Hollow, you see cacti, wind-worn rock formations that become more common in the increasingly dry heat. A wide lane road marks the town of West Hollow, which even casual observation shows has been strangely modified. Um, You see crude wooden facades that are tacked up onto the front of stone buildings uh giving them this like shoddy front uh frontier look uh something powerful and magic has changed the environment of this region with the town of west hollow at its center the town of west hollow itself has been changed by something else and um barnabas and beagle uh beagle uh bring you all into this small warehouse just at the edge of the town and uh, they open up the back door of the stagecoach, and you are in Bellis's workshop. Bellis, their mother. Um, uh, the workshop is a converted barn with numerous like articulated metal arms that are positioned over these long uh, workbenches. The workbenches are noticeably bare. Uh, empty drawers, toolboxes are scattered about the shop. Uh, but you do see Bella, uh, Bella's rust gear working over one work, uh, like workbench that does have a couple tools still left behind. And, uh, the, uh, the, the brothers greet their ma. Um, hey, ma, look, look who we found. And they motion to you two as you two get off the wagon. Howdy, ma'am. Name Jambalaya Pendergrass, and this here's my associate, Sean Meister. Now, we heard you had problems with a masturbating robot called Quick Quank, Quick Clank, my crank, something like that. Yeah, Quick Clank, my crank. Yeah, I know. I thought that same thing when I gave her that name. I thought, oh man, everyone's going to think this ma- robot's just masturbating up a storm. Quacking off all over the prairie. It doesn't. It just is good at shooting stuff. Well, I should think so. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. This is why I need to work on naming stuff. Well, never mind about that, ma'am. We here we uh, need some help from some sturdy-looking fellers. Yeah, it's good. It's good you all came here. Um, uh, good on you boys for finding two uh good strong folk quick enough. But so quick, click McCrank. It's got a big. A big town event planned for tomorrow. The Hodio Rodeo, he calls it. And I think something really bad's gonna happen in that Hodio Rodeo. So we need to stop. We need to stage an uprising before the Hodio Rodeo happens. All right. Well, how do you suggest we help? Where are we coming to this uh, uprising? Well, I will say, uh, as strong as you two both look, I don't think you all are going to be able to take on Quick Clink McCrank and his uh, fellow clockwork buddies he's created. So, mm-hmm. y'all are going to need to ra- raise up the town, get the townsfolk involved, too. All right. The thing mm-hmm. is, 
if Quick Clink McCrank finds out about the uprising, Quick Clink McCrank's just going to stay out of town. He's not going to come come around. Right now, he's planning on coming around tomorrow. We need him to come around because you all need to put a stop to him personally. It doesn't matter if you kill off his clockwork folk because he ain't in town. He can just make a bunch of other ones, send them all in. You need to take out the head of the snake, so to speak. All right. To do that, you need to lay low. And there's a couple people around town y'all really need to get on your side. If if we're liking the way this conversation's going, I can give you the ins and outs of the people that y'all need to get. Well, I mean, what's in Sound- it for us? I mean, well, not, I mean, not to be crass about it, man, but we we gotta eat, we gotta live, you know, we can't do nothing for free. Well, uh, quick clank did take most of my supplies, but I mean, you could have this here stagecoach, the MS Paint. That is it's gonna be worth a stagecoach. I like it. What, what, just make it any color you want. Mm, that sounds pretty good. Anything else? Let me real quick find out what MS Paint. I have a funny story about MS Paint. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find out <laughs> why can I I can hear myself. Why do I hear myself? Because you ain't gone deaf boy. That's why you can hear yourself. Alright, I turned it off. Alright. Sorry about that. Uh MS Paint. I'm trying to find out it stands for something, and there was no way I was gonna remember what it stood for. Microsoft uh, Paint. <laughs> no, it's got like a acronym oh for the game the it's the mobile stagecoach pigment altering integration new technology oh, wow. there was no fucking way wow. i can remember that <laughs> there's some ten dollar words right there um yeah you all could take the the ms paint for payment and i mean it's got to be worth something you know what i mean mm-hmm. well i think that sounds pretty good what you think sean Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as confirmation. All right. Well, how's we supposed to fight this here thing if he got all fancy shooting irons? So what you're all going to need to do is you're going to need to rally the town, right? And to rally the town, there's a couple people you're all going to need to get on your side. You're going to need to get Mayor Blankenship. Blankenship. Mayor Blankenship will be really good at... Uh, Gathering a couple other folks that you know, like he'll he'll be able to catch a cast a wider net and get more people in with you. All right, you need to get the Kirby's. The Kirby's are over in the Dusty Boot Saloon, um, <sighs> and they are the best gun tooting shootings in the town. So you're gonna want them. <laughs> and then you can get Buster Wiley at the General Store, uh, Buster's Bodega. Uh, if you get Mayor Blankenship, the Kirby's, and Buster Wiley on your side. You will have the whole town on your side. We stage the Hodeo Rodeo. As soon as Quick Clank McCrank shows his little face, we could just, we can take him out. The whole town on our back. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty mm-hmm. good. So, I, I mean, actually, I mean, I mean. I've got some things that may be able to help you all, too. All right. Let's see him. So, uh, Quick Clank took most of my most of my inventory of my lead spitters, but I do I have been working here. He left a couple tools behind. I've been working on a couple. Uh, I have got here two. Uh, I call them pistols. Uh, they are handheld lead spitters, and then I've got one long rifle that's got a little bit more range to it, a little bit more oomph. God behind dang, it. it's dusty in here. Sorry about that. Bless you, bless you, Jimmy. <laughs> My sinuses. 
<laughs> Bless you, boy. Thank you. So maybe one of y'all could use the two, and one of you could use the one, the big one. Give me that big one, boy. <laughs> I mean, ma'am. <laughs> so, Jambalaya, you will be getting the long rifle. Sean Marson, you will be getting the dual lead spitters. All right. Um, and just so everybody watching and listening knows the mechanics of these, um, the we are using the misfire uh, mechanics, which means that if they lo- roll, I think both of them have a two for the misfire score. If any time you roll a two or a one uh, while making an attack with them, your gun jams up and you have to use a whole action to unjam it uh, and make a tinkerer's check to... Um, try to fix it. Uh, so try not to do that. <laughs> and uh, Sean Marston's pistols will have a uh, D10 each, and he'll be able to fire one as an action and one as a bonus action. Jambalaya's long rifle will have a D12 of damage and have some more range. I think Sean Marston's is like 40, 60 range, and I think Jambalaya's is... 8120 range. This says 320 on here, but I think that's probably a little bit too right. (laughs) That's not right. That's wrong. We'll never have to get closed more. Um, so that's kind of the mechanics we're gonna be using for uh the guns in this in this campaign, which guns will definitely be playing a part in this campaign. Um so that's the difference between the two. Sean Marsh has got two pistols, John Belia's got one long rifle. So I'm so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you all going to – I've got these costumes here I've been kind of collecting for whoever needs to blend in with the town. But, I mean, you two look like – Do we look like we need like, costumes more? <laughs> yeah, it looks like Mick Clank just coughed you two up your, himself. Well, he's got some taste. I'll give him that. Now, you two are going to need to, like I said, lay low. Try not to, like, kill any of his clockwork – robots around town just yet because like i said if y'all do that draw attention he ain't gonna show up to the hodeo rodeo ain't gonna... so you gotta lay low but you do need to go to those three places you gotta go to the town hall to get mayor blankenship you need to go to the dusty boot saloon to get the kirby's and you need to go to buster's bodega and get buster wiley so whatever order y'all want to do all that you guys that's up to you two um but just while you're doing it, try to lay low. These uh, clockwork boys that uh, around town, they, they ain't going to make us on site, is they? No, all, all they're really doing around town is they are making sure that people are sticking straight close to Quick Clank's idea, ideal village, ideal town. So he's just making sure everyone's talking the cowboy lingo, dressing the cowboy style. He's really one for appearances, but I think you two are going to fit right on it. I don't think you two are even going to need to, you know, do it, change anything. Don't change a thing. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I don't know about you, Sean, but I sure could uh, use a drink. Get some of that trail dust out of the old throat. Oh, here, have some of this. <laughs> what is this? What are you drinking? He <laughs> don't drink on my drink. 
<laughs> oh, dang, son, that's gonna kick like a mule. <laughs> Man, what I call it? Jeez, oh. it's called a mule. <laughs> Shit, son. Oh my god, burns my insides. Yeah, that's a good bar. <laughs> so uh, you all want to head to the Dusty Boot Saloon first. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so walking into town, because you all are on the... This workshop is on the edge of town, the very far edge of town. Uh, you're walking down the streets, and uh, when I say streets, I mean it's just like dirt. Singular. But a <laughs> Singular little bit dirt. more... A little bit more organized dirt. Uh, you do see a uh, posters plastering all the walls around the area that say um, the Hodio Rodeo, a most genuine and original event performing for one night only. You'll ride, you'll dance, or you will be shot. Um, and it is marked uh, postmarked for tomorrow night. Uh, so walking into town, it's uh, just, I mean... If you've ever seen a Western movie, that's exactly what this looks like here. Um, and as soon as you're walking in, you do see right there the Dusty Boots Saloon uh, within walking distance. However, as you all are approaching the Dusty Boots Saloon, you see a terrified half-orc that marches up to you. And he kind of stammers. He says, you, you, you all better draw your weapons, varmint kind of stammers and you see a mechanical humanoid with a bronze mustache uh, approach you all with a white apron and it says um, it appears you've entered into a deadly duel would you like some help um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) what the fuck was that no problem uh, the half orc is still like standing there. He is visibly shaking, like hand at the hip, like ready to draw. Uh, which one of you two would like to enter into a showdown? I'll do it. You got them pistolas there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, the the robot, uh, the the clockwork, um, says, um. My name is Fix Em Up Clippy, and it looks like you have entered into a showdown. Let me help you. First step of the showdown is to intimidate your opponent. So, to intimidate your opponent, uh, these these showdowns are going to be a reoccurring thing throughout this series. So, uh, the way that they work is that, uh, as Fix Em Up Clippy will explain to you, Sean Marston, is uh, the first step of a showdown is for you and your opponent to both make a uh, intimidation check and whoever wins the intimidation check off will get advantage on the next step of the thing so let me go all ahead right. and roll mine you got this one boy i'm just gonna take take a little nap yeah we'll <laughs> i got be 10 total don't be worried 12 12. Okay, that makes sense. This thing, this uh, half-orc that you're facing off on, uh, I mean, looks like visibly, he does not want to be here. He does not want to be doing this. Um, so, uh, what do you, what do you, uh, so it's just like you 
just the the way your stance, your posture, this half work knows that you've been in a stare down before or two. Uh, so he looks even more shaken and more terrified. Um, as yeah, I, I pull my pants says, down and flex my thighs. That's why I in- intimidated him. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> you are, you are. <laughs> well, what, what in tarnation? Those are some <laughs> nice thighs you got there. <laughs> and fix them up, Clippy says. The next move of the stare down is the move. You will get to choose between five actions, maybe four actions. <laughs> That's to be determined. <laughs> Action one is to attack. Action two is to disarm. Action three is to run. That usually means that you lost the the duel. And action four is to improvise. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to attack. What Attack? Uh, So for attack, you just make an attack roll against the target AC. And because you won the stare down portion, you will get advantage. I don't know if this weapon's on my... uh... D&D Beyond, is it? Yes, it should be. Uh, yes, it is the six-shooter pistol. Oh, okay, okay. Six-shot pistol. 22. Oh, damn. I'll just take it. Uh, <laughs> you uh, pull up your pistol real quick, pop them right in the chest. As soon as you do, you hear a, uh, an audible ding. And it knocks this half orc off his feet. He lands in the grass or in the like the dirt, and uh, he turns over and starts just. You can hear him and see him visibly crying oh. as he starts crawling away. He stands up to his feet <laughs> and just kind of like is trying to catch his breath, um, and then just walks off and leaves. And uh, fix him up. Clippy says, "That was an excellent stare down." You did a very fine job. Good job. Mm-hmm. What tarnation was that all about? I don't know, man. <laughs> I well, know let me know if you need any help in town and fix them up. And fix them up, Clippy uh, leaves and walks away. All right. I got sure, sure <laughs> got a hankering to do something bad to that there mechanical feller, but I guess we'd better wait until tomorrow. Wait, so we got to select if we entered into the showdown, right? Yes. So this guy was automatically just chosen? Uh, Well, his name was Tumbleweez, and <laughs> that's his role in the town, is to challenge newcomers to showdowns. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Against his will. <laughs> but he Poor has guy. now left. So you think that uh, him leaving, you think that maybe like whenever he does one showdown for the day, he probably gets to go home. Uh, because he definitely looks like he's going into a house now. A good thing he didn't and die. you heard an audible <laughs> clink, so it sounds like he's wearing like a breastplate. All right, that makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> this is all some kind of fantasy from some kind of mechanical feather. I don't. I guess it makes some kind of twisted logic. <laughs> so, uh, heading into the dusty saloon, I'm leaving my uh, leaving Hollywood behind me. Okay, there's a tie-up post. No, I'm taking him into the saloon. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you can maybe try to squeeze him in, but He's you don't. Uh, I. Okay. Uh, well, there's there's a trough at the tie-in you know, station. Drink water. For the... Drinks that good sarsaparilla. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you could roll. 
Another thing we are doing for this uh, campaign is that um, part of the fun of Red Dead Redemption was them badly riding horses. So to try to mimic that as much as we can for this um, series, we have got a uh, a DC for animal handling for Hollywood and Ubo. They're pretty new horses at the moment. So actually right now the DC is actually... 18 but as they bond with their horses and kind of you know get to know them that dc over time over the series will decrease lower and lower and uh it will be easier for them to do things but if you're going to try to get uh hollywood in through the saloon doors that is going to be animal handling because it is going to be brushing up on those sides and good boy not like listen it. to me <laughs> What is that? That's a 16 plus 6. 22. Dang it. And I... Come on, boy. Get you able to convince Hollywood. You can convince him that this good, good sarsaparilla is in this bar. So he makes an effort to squeeze through the double saloon doors. And actually, the saloon looks just like my backdrop on Zoom. So, um... It, like, it's, it's complete with the double swinging saloon doors and everything. Um... Will you all let me know, everybody in chat, if the Wild West Saloon from Tabletop Audio is sounding good or if I need to... Oh, I think I might need to decrease that volume, actually, because I can hear it. And if I can hear it, I think it's too loud for the stream. You all let me know, but I think I'm going to need to decrease that a little bit. Let me see. Sorry, everybody. I don't want to be uh, blasting your all's ears with uh, uh, Tavern. I'll, I'll, I'm going to turn it down a little bit. Oh, sounds good. Alright. Seems good. Okay. I thought it would be too loud because usually if I can hear it, it means it's too loud for the stream. But uh, we shall continue. So, uh, entering into this uh, dusty saloon with Hollywood. Is Ubo coming or are you tying up Ubo outside? I'm going to tie him up. Okay, you tie him up outside. He's got just a trough of water, not sarsaparilla, but... Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, everybody, I just now started it, so it might have been delayed a little bit. Um, so, entering into the uh, the Dusty Boot Saloon, uh, the bar is in a somber mood. You see a half-elf woman in a vest and a bowler cap that is kind of glowering behind the bar as she's cleaning some beer glasses. Man. You see three patrons sitting around a low hexagonal uh, table, Fellers. slowly dealing out hands of cards while a compact piano against the wall beside them is just playing itself a plunky, tinny tune. Like, nobody's playing the piano. It's just one of those pianos that just like can play itself. Mm, that's a fancy piano. Fanciest penny ever I did see. Excuse me, miss. I get a nice. You got any like good sarsaparilla? Uh, are you talking to the woman behind lady, the bar, lady behind or the bar. a bartender? Or I mean, not a bartender, a, a barkeep. I think they're called when they like actually walk around. All right. Well, I guess the uh, bar, the lady behind the bar. I'll address okay. her directly. Yeah, we got some sarsaparilla. <laughs> what kind? The good kind, the best kind. That's, that's a good one. All right, well, get one of them for my horse, Hollywood. 
I'll take a I'll take a beer. You want some, right, Sean? Be, mm, I'll take a whiskey. Mm. Get a whiskey from my good friend Sean. That will be one silver for the whiskey, one silver for the sarsaparilla, and then five copper for the beer. All right. There you go. Uh, she takes up the uh, money and uh, she puts down the glass that she's been polishing and starts to fill all the drink orders and uh, lays them on the bar. Uh, pass the bottle of sarsaparilla to Hollywood and let him drink it over my shoulder. Hey, good boy. What's up, Patty, on the night? Good boy. <laughs> you like that sarsaparilla? We usually don't let horses into the bar. Well, Hollywood's a good boy. He's a real good boy. Look at him. Fire. He just shit on the floor. That's all. Don't pay him no mind. It'll be all right. He just shit on my newly polished floor. It's fine. It'll just buff out. I'm going to eat it up. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you just let him do what he what he does. He's all right. <laughs> I forgot why. You we, two don't. We came in here to make friends, I think. We probably should just clean up the horse poop. I'll clean it. <laughs> let me clean it up. Here's a mop, a bucket, a broom, and a little broom scooper, whatever that's called. Hollywood, you don't shit on the floor no more. You go outside like a good boy. You want to do that. All right, I cleaned it up. (laughs) It's clean now. You two don't look like you're from here. I've never seen you all in West Hollow before, so uh, what brings you to town? Um... He's, uh, when he came into town, he keep my voice real low-like. <laughs> yeah, I just came from, uh, seeing <laughs> Ma and the Rocknome boys. Says he got a problem here with the fancy clockwork man making you do all kinds of nefarious stuff. Don't like it none. Send us in she here, looks- see if we can raise some rebellion against that there clockwork fella. Uh, she looks around a little bit. And um, she kind of waves you two in closer. Yeah, now look. Now look. Uh, she drops the accent. Now look. If you two are really looking to cause an uprising, I've been, wait- I've been waiting for this moment for weeks now. Ten days now. My wife over there serving the table, she thinks we should just, you know, be complacent let it happen and just lay low. I think it's time to fight back. If you two are serious about it, you're going to want those those two over there, the brother and sister, and she points over at the, the trio playing cards, that they are the Kirbys. They're the butt best lead spitter shooters in town. You get them two on your side, I think you two are golden. I see well, I assure you, I am as serious as a badger with blue balls. We better go over there and talk to them Kirby boys. What's your name, Feather? Um, so, are you two sitting down at the table? The table has enough seats for both of you to sit down. Feathers, mind if we uh, join you? Why, of course. Sit on down and play a ha- play a hand. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. You deal me in there, boy. Yeah, that'll be good. Name's Jambalaya Pendergrass. This here's my associate and partner, Sean Mustard. Nice to meet you. You all know how to play Texas Hold'em. 
I know when to hold them. Texas hold them. That's a weird name for Faerun. What? What? You know, y'all know how to play West Hollow hold them. I know West Hollow hold them. I sorry, I misspoke. Sometimes they call West Hollow Texas. Well, I know. Uh, I know how to. <laughs> I know when to hold them and when to fold them. Know when to walk well, there away. There goes. Know when to run. Good as gold around here, right. and uh, they start to deal up the hand. Hey, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Time hey, enough for counting round, when the dealing's done. Mm-hmm. First round ain't on, uh, ain't for money. Um, uh, both of you guys roll an insight check real quick. All right, I'm in shot for Lemma. Plus three. Yep. That's just <laughs> seventeen. 22, son. Not 20. Uh, you all could both tell that um, these three people look like they would rather be anywhere else in the world than right here, right now. Um, you see them, uh, two of them, uh, the two Kirbys, like, have some beads of sweat going down the face and they're looking around. Uh, at, you know, the other people at the table, um, they don't look like they're having a great time. Fellers, I'm going level with you. We've been told that you fellers is the fastest lead spittingest fellers in the entire township. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Well... I heard also that there is a clockwork feller by the name of Quick Crank McCrank. <laughs> causing right. all kinds of botheration, problems, vexatious behavior. Well, we's here mm-hmm. to stir up a bit of an uprising, a rebellion against this here clockwork feller. You'd be interested in doing a little bit of that tomorrow at the Hody Rodeo? Uh, the, 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 the male brother, um, speak of the Kirby's speaks up and says, um, well, now I think that is something we could manage if you two take our seats here at this poke table for a little bit and give us a little break. Hmm. Yeah. What's the catch? Well, the catch is. Fix him up. Clippy's gonna be in in probably about ten minutes now, and he's gonna be expecting a bar fight. And I gotta tell you, I got just the biggest migraine already from this morning's bar fight. Um, he's gonna want you to uh, accuse somebody else of cheating, slipping cards in their sleeve, and then busting some bottles on each other's heads and causing a big ruckus throughout here, flipping some tables, causing a bar fight. And I just, I got the biggest headache. I don't want to have to do it right now. All right, sure. Yeah. You two take our seats. You two do the bar fight. Just the two of us, we got to fight each other. Oh. Uh, you two fight each other, and you can fight here, Leroy. Um, oh, yeah, all right. Leroy, he ain't. <laughs> I like the sound of that a little more. <laughs> Leroy. <laughs> Leroy here ain't shit with a gun, so you don't really need him for tomorrow, but Leroy, you do need us to. So I you take our two seats. This, Leroy. <laughs> but you gonna get a whooping. <laughs> you gonna get a real whooping. We'll make it up to you after we get rid of the clockwork feller. <laughs> Alright, so you two take our seats right here and then they both get up from the table. Um uh, so 
Big Smoke Clippy, like clockwork, pun fully intended, will be here in about, uh, probably about five minutes now. We're going to dip out the back. We're going to go catch a little nap, uh, rest our heads. You all have fun with that bar fight. All right, then, fellas. Get my horse another sarsaparilla. Keep him coming. He's thirsty. They, uh, on their way out, they uh, go to the bar, get a sarsaparilla, and feed it to Hollywood. Much obliged, fellas. And they both dip out. And, uh, I mean, you two, you two are just kind of playing with Leroy. Uh, there's other people in the bar. Uh, there's two other patrons at a different table, and then obviously the barkeep and the bartender. Um, but like clockwork, about five minutes later, you see Fix Em Up Clippy come in. And Fix Em Up Clippy stands in the corner and is just kind of eyeing the whole, the whole bar. Get ready for this one, Sean. <laughs> mm, let's get it, boy. All right. Leroy, you low-down son of a bitch. You've been keeping cards up there in their sleeves all night and rinsing me mm. for my money. Mm-hmm. Jumping low down, mm-hmm. yellow belly, snake in the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Just jump on him. <laughs> uh, roll me a deception check, real quick, or a performance check. I All mean, right. performance. Performance. I think I'm probably better at that. But no, no. Let me live and look there. Nope. Plus zero. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> uh, an eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sean Marston, what are you what are you doing in this uh situation? Mm, I'm gonna lasso him. <laughs> His feet. Sean Marston, you roll me a uh performance check also. I think he should have an advantage on that if he's <laughs> if he's actually lassoing him instead of just shouting at him. <laughs> sixteen. Oh, sixteen, okay. Alright, yeah, you lasso him, uh uh, grab him up. Um, he looks fucking terrified. He does not look <laughs> happy at all. Um, the other two, um, the two patrons at the other table flip their table over for no reason and run up to you and they're both just, you know, raising their knuckles. They're ready to go. Um, we'll have, one of them is going to, uh, swing a punch at Sean Marston. A natural 20. Dodge. So it's just two points of damage as it lands right square in your jaw. Oh, damn. Uh, the other one's going to run up to um, uh, Jambalaya. And uh, it says, uh, <laughs> that one wrote a 19. Holy shit. Uh, this one says, uh, you, y'all, y'all, yellow bellies. And it. Punch you right in the nose, and it makes a couple drips of oh. nose come d- or blood come down. <laughs> oh, God, nose, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's me, I'm waving high. Please ignore the bad language coming from me. <laughs> um, and now Last we're uh, we'll be back up. We'll be back up to Jambalaya. All right. Well, I'm going to grab a bottle from the table and break it on this fella. Just punch me in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Do another uh, uh, performance check. Uh, 15. 15. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, what does it look like when you do this? Um, pick up the bottle, like flip it over in my hand. So grab it by the neck and just break it on top of his head. <laughs> it uh, knocks this guy out cold, and he hits the ground. That's what you get, you piece of shit. Fuck my nose. Uh, Sean Marson. What does Sean Marson do now? I'm gonna smash my whiskey glass. Okay, it's like a it's a tumbler, so you can't even sit it on the um you can't sit it on the bar because it's got a rounded bottom. You're supposed to you know take a shot and flip it upside down. So uh, yeah, you smash this on. Is it on Leroy's head? Who you've got lassoed, or is it on one of the other two patrons? Okay, you hit it on <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> roll a scarchy, filthy roll low a down scarchy. Pers- Fuck. Roll a, a, a performance with advantage on this one since he's lassoed. Oh my no, Lord! What happened? My headphones came would out. You, would you roll? What? You got to roll a performance okay, with advantage. Okay, okay. My headphones popped out again. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, you smash your whiskey glass into this uh, uh, Leroy's uh, head as he's kind of tied up by your lasso, and he drops unconscious to the floor also. Uh, the last patron uh, sees you two just knock out both of its friends, looks over in the corner at uh, McClippy, and, or what's his name? Fix him up, Clippy. And I'm going to have uh, him roll a, a, a check real quick. He looks between you two, McClippy, and he bolts out the tavern. The saloon, I mean. All right. And then uh, uh, Fix Em Up Clippy approaches you two, and uh, Fix Em Up Clippy says, um, You appear to be in a bar fight. Do you need any help? Um, no. No, I think we got this one, fella. <laughs> Fix Em Up Clippy looks around, sees everybody. Uh, kind of on the ground, and he looks at you, Jambalaya, and says, um, Next time, you want to make sure that you hit them square in the temple or square in the jaw. Alright, I'll bear that in mind. Go ahead and try it on this fellow right here. And he points at Sean Marston. <laughs> oh, you mean this fellow? And I pick up Leroy by his lapels. <laughs> no, this fellow right here, standing up still. Um, all right, Sean, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> it's fine. Make it's a little fine. bit of a love tap. <laughs> just go for it. All right. <laughs> just just like we practice. <laughs> That's a just like we practice. <laughs> That's a nice. Uh, so go ahead and make a or- unarmed uh, strike against Sean Marston. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Not a performance this time, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit. All right, that was a 19. Do I get any pluses to that? Probably. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I think you're good. No, his arm class is 14. Yeah. I hit you. I dropped to the ground. 
how much damage do you do to Sean Marston? Just a flat one, isn't it? If it's, I don't have any bonuses or anything. Um. Uh, yeah, I always forget how. Oh no! Attack. No, I mean, no. Plus uh, it's three. Three damage. <laughs> yeah, flat three. <laughs> okay. So Sean Marston, you will take three points of damage. You said that you're going to drop to the ground. Yeah, Sean I'm Marston? just going to play it like. All right. Roll up performance check again. Yeah. Performance. I'm like ringing my fist. Ah, that was the most deadly haymaker I ever did throw. <laughs> I got a nine. <laughs> a nine. Yeah. Um, uh, but how hard up, is it to said. perform that? Well, fix him up, Clippy says. Well, fix him up, Clippy doesn't know your name. So, uh, fix him up, Clippy points at Jumbo Lion and says, "That was a good, solid punch you did there, sir." Well, thank you. You d- down on the ground. You could do better. He's going to make you beat my ass. Let me, let, why, why don't we just you come back to the next scheduled bar fight and we'll review my progress. Let's just real quick, uh, you, sir, you stand on up. Uh, just one more real quick before I, I leave. Now let's see you punch this fellow in the face. <laughs> just like we practice. Go on, Sean. <laughs> Here we go. What am I rolling? Uh. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> I accidentally the robot. It's, uh, your unarmed attack. It should be on D&D Beyond. Like, it oh, should yeah, say yeah, unarmed. Oh, get me, get me, boy. <laughs> 11. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you swing at him, um, even with him standing there. Oh, you can have advantage, because I think Jumbalai is like trying to get you to hit him, right? So you have advantage. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even trying to avoid you, so... Exactly, yeah. So that, that's why I want to give him advantage. 20. But if this other one is bad... 22. Okay, 22 is going to hit, yes. Oh, fuck! <laughs> uh, now, Jumbalaya, you roll a performance check to hit the ground. Uh, 12. 12, okay. That was a good solid punch, mister. Hey, you down on the ground there. If you are conscious still, that was very believable. I enjoyed it a lot. My teeth. I'll be back tomorrow in the AM. Good job, everybody. And, uh, make Clippy or, uh, <laughs> Clippy make help with the fuck his name is, uh, leaves the bar. This sounds fucked up, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty nice from the outside, but yeah, I don't like these clockwork fellas making me punch you in the face. Though. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Everybody's kind of getting to their feet now, and uh, the oh. patrons that were like the other three patrons that were part of the bar fight now uh, just stand up and they leave. Uh, you think that probably once the bar fight's over, they know that they've got a couple hours before uh, Clippy's going to be back. Um, and uh, I tell you what, give me another one of them. Give me, a, give me a whiskey this time. Oh, God dang, uh, son! <laughs> Evelyn behind the bar uh, brings you out a whiskey, uh, serves you up. Yeah, I, I, I told you this town is, it's all sorts of messed up. Ugh. But I'm telling you now that it, the Kirby's seem to be on your side now. So tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be the big coup? Right, yeah, that's right. The Holy Rodeo. We've got to wait till, uh, Holy Rodeo. till the old uh, Clippy McClip, Clip Cranky McCrank Crank turns up, and then we're uh, we going to get him. Have you all 
talk to anybody else in town to get them on your side? No, or we, came your first here, step? We, we came here straight away because we wanted a drink. You know? <laughs> Seemed to make sense. Didn't realize I was going to get punched in the face twice. But uh, <laughs> I guess there's some breaks. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think now, like, if you, you know, if you make rounds today, I think tomorrow, I think... I think we've got a good shot at overthrowing these these clockwork fellows. Good, because <laughs> these guys seem like assholes to me. <laughs> so um, the the uh, Kirby's after like an hour of you all hanging out in the bar. So like, if you guys want to have any like conversations in the bar and talk with the barkeep or anything, we can do that. Otherwise, the Kirby's will uh, be coming back into the bar to chat with you. No, I think we'll just make sure Hollywood keeps uh, them sarsaparillas. You know, I don't want him to go dry and keep patting his neck. Tell him he's a good boy. Okay. Hollywood is uh, staying uh, well um, quenched. And you look outside, you see Ubo is still outside just chugging along at that trough water. Um, and the uh, eventually the, um, the Kirby's come back in. Well, fellas, and one of one of them's got a big ice pack on his head. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking that beating for us. That we have to do that three times a day. Really? <laughs> well, that's horrible. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I can see why you don't like this fella very much. That's what I'm saying. A quick clank, McCrank is he is a stickler for the details. Even if nobody knew's in town, he still makes us do these bar fights. Well, I tell you what, boy, we gonna we gotta speak to the mayor, Blankenship, and then uh, who else? General store feller. Uh, his name is. Um, sorry, I'm pulling it up. Something with a B because it's a bodega and it's all illiter- alliterative. It's a uh, Buster. Buster's, Buster Buster's bodega. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, I hope we can uh, rely on you tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, of course. Tomorrow, um, do we have like a like a code word for when things are about to pop off? Um, I'm gonna cry out real loud. Get you some possum, boy. <laughs> that's gonna be the that's gonna be the words. <laughs> Means it's all jumping off. <laughs> All right, yeah. When we hear "get you some possum," we're gonna we got our guns ready. Um, they've got us lead spitter spitter so that we could do so that we could do showdowns with people and we could do bar fights. Believable. So I mean, we're we're armed up. We're ready to go. That's good. That's good. Baby, ready. Cause gonna be some bloody work done before day's done. I tell you what, boy. So I think that is a really good ending point for tonight. Uh, we will end with you all having the Kirby's on your side. So uh, next episode, we will try to get the mayor on your side and the uh, uh, Buster on your side. Um, man, so excited. I love this. <laughs> I can't believe we got to wait two weeks now for the next one. Oh, that sucks. I want to play more. That does suck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready suck. to play for the next four hours. But no, I mean, it is. We're about 10 minutes away from our ending time. So I thought this would be a really yeah, good ending point. So we'll go ahead and, um, uh, Jerome, do anything you want to plug before we end? Um, yeah, more things than I can really count. So, um, Monday is part four. Dungeons and Dreamers, I believe, with 
Yes. Is it DB running? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so DB's running part four of Dungeons & Dreamers on Monday. I'm playing uh, Kliskin, the uh, snake boy, Eldritch Knight in that in that series. Uh, then there's Road for Weird, in which I play the elderly vampire, Silas Lancaster. And also Dice Talk, I believe, is... Um, I have to drop Silas's voice. I'm sorry. Um, Dice Talk is uh, dropping on Wednesday, I think, this coming Wednesday, the first episode with me as co-host. Uh, other than that, this in two weeks' time. I think that's it. <laughs> Sean, I know, I mean, you've got whatever I've got to plug, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, uh, we are going to be putting this out on podcatchers everywhere, uh, under shitty cowboys with the eye is going to be a star. Um, so it's going to be censored a little bit. Um, and we're going to be releasing these on podcasts bi-weekly, very minimal editing. It's pretty much going to be adding like filters to all of our tracks and, uh, some noise gates and stuff like that. But other than that, it's not going to be a lot of editing or like ambience or anything added, but still, um, Definitely check that out. Go uh, search for Shitty Cowboys. Either this Wednesday or next Wednesday, we are going to alternate with Dice Talk. So if Dice Talk comes out this week, we will be coming out the following week. And that's how we're going to be doing it. Um, also, this show is going to be every other Saturday, 6 to 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, p.m., much like tonight was. And I cannot wait. Um if you enjoy this adventure and this module, this setting, uh, go over to drivethroughrpg.com and pick up the uh, Wranglers of West Hollow. Um, we are still in the first like one shot that's in the book, and there are I think five or six one shots in the book. And then uh, PB Publishing, one of the authors, teased a part two. So I'm really hoping they come out with part two so that we have more content to run through. Otherwise, I'm going to have to make up my own shit, and I'm not as good at that as running uh, stuff that other better creators have came up with. You stop um, it with that nonsense, uh, boy. You was a fine creator. <laughs> other than that, go and follow all of our other shows on the Majestic Goose uh, podcast. If you haven't, uh, the giveaway that will give out three print copies of this adventure is ending like within the hour right now. And there was only like 30 people that entered. So you'll have like a one in 10 chance of winning a print copy of this adventure. Like I want to win it because I got the PDF. I don't have the uh, print copy. So go and try to enter to win this book. And you can do that by clicking on. Uh, uh, I just posted in the chat that giveaway. You go to that tweet right there. Uh, sign up for Alex's uh, mailing list, which like Alex just puts out really good D- uh, DMs go content. So he's not going to be like spamming you with a bunch of uh, con- um, emails and stuff. It's only going to be for very, very good um, uh, new DMs guild and new uh, drive through RPG uh, content coming out. And then follow us on our uh, podcast network, Majestic Goose uh, Twitter. And that's all you need to do to enter to win one of three print copies of this adventure and like i said i'm hoping i win one of those because i got the pdf but like if you've got a print copy i mean it's completely different it's really good um so yeah uh and then go follow us on all social media and i hope you all enjoyed it i did and i'm really sad that we have to stop it right now but 
Uh, we will see you all in two weeks. Later, partners. Later. Don't partners. let the coyote spot you in the groin there. <laughs> That's our word of wisdom that we will say every two weeks now. Bye, buddy. <laughs> see you, John. Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.